everyone, and welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I'm joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today we are joined by Magic Gaming six-man, Potts. Uh, thanks so much for joining, guys. Greatly appreciated. Uh, let's first recap the action from last week. Magic Gaming split their two series against Grizz Gaming and Wizards District Gaming, two teams at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. Uh, first against Memphis, Orlando pulled out a victory in the opener behind a few clutch plays down the stretch, including a block by DT, an authentic African, with 17 seconds left. Uh, May had a big N1 a few possessions earlier that gave the Magic the lead. Uh, Reezy led four Magic Gaming players in double figures with 22 points. Game two also came down to the wire, uh, but this one didn't go Orlando's way as the Grizz overcame a four-point deficit with about a minute remaining to secure the win. Uh, after a steal by Follow the God off an inbounds pass, Spartak Sen drilled the game-winning corner three-pointer with four-tenths of a second left. Uh, Reezy scored 28 points in this contest, and DT had 17. Uh, then against the defending champion Wizards, uh, the Magic closed game one on a 19-6 run to snap Washington's nine-game winning streak. Uh, in addition to playing some smothering defense, Orlando got hot from three-point range where they made 14 of their 23 attempts. Uh, Reezy was spectacular uh, in this one, finishing with 30 points and just one turnover. Uh, Snubby was also terrific with 20 points. Uh, the Wizards earned some revenge in game two uh, as they cruised to an 18-point victory. Uh, all five Washington players scored in double figures, including JBM, who had 19. Uh, Nudini, who was held in check in game one, uh, got it going in this one and finished with 17 points. Uh, so, Jonah, uh, what were your key takeaways from the past week as your squad now sits at, at 10 and 8 and is essentially tied with uh, 76ers GC for fifth in the Eastern Conference standings? Yeah, you know, obviously we went into the week knowing that that it was a really challenging week. Um, obviously, the Wizards are, are ring number one in the in the East, and <clears throat> at the time, the Grizzlies were were number two. So, um, you know, we knew we had to be at our best to to have a good week, and you know, we're, we're leaving with a little sour taste in our mouths, just knowing that you know we we just as easily could have been three and one in this week, and unfortunately, end up being two two with that with that uh, you know heartbreaking loss to, to Memphis in Game Two of that series. So. Um, you know, it's something to build on for sure, but certainly not something to be too content about because, as as everyone knows, you have to continue to get better in this league. And and obviously, you know, the best teams now are not going to be the best teams in, in a month from now. So got to continue to improve. Potts, those that are unfamiliar with the NBA 2K League and the roles each player has, uh, what are the key things for you as the team six man as far as how you're able to make an impact and contribute even when you're not playing in the game? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, for me, I, I just try to stay ready because you never know um, if the opportunity may present itself where I will be playing. So I try to stay ready and I try to, I try to bring energy into the room every time I step in it. I know a lot of the guys, we have, we have early practices and a lot of the times the games are late at night. So it's, uh, for some people, it's tough to find a consistent sleep schedule. So I always make sure I come in ready to go um, and, and try to, keep the guys energized and, and just kind of, um, I guess, read the room and, and try to read the, uh, the mood of all the players and make sure everyone seems ready to go. On that note, Jonah, what has POTS meant for you 
as the sixth man? Do you kind of view him as an assistant coach of sorts who can provide some input, some intel when he sees something that can benefit the team? I think for sure at times he's, he's definitely vital in, in the process of practice. And, and, you know, even in game days, I, you know, there was a game earlier this season where I stopped him after the game and I was like, Hey man, like, I want to make sure you understand like you were a huge part of our victory tonight. Um, you know, I, I feel like at, at times his energy can be really good, really valuable, um, especially when the room is lagging, of course, but, but also just inside into the game. And it just is bad. I guess it doesn't sound bad, but he's just a dude. Like he, He's a he's a guy who wants to hang out, watch sports, always doing stuff late at night with the guys. It's the kind of camaraderie builder type type person you need on a team always. And and I think Jackson uh, has done a great job bringing that to us. Jackson, you played with Chalk last year in Brooklyn, and of course this year Reezy is your team's point guard. What are the main differences between the two as far as their play style and how they go about running a team from that position? Yeah, uh, there's plenty of differences in how they play. Um, I, I would say, I would say the biggest thing is Reed. Uh, I, I feel like Reed is really good at knowing um, when to defer to his teammates and um, listening to everyone's input. He, he, you know, although he has the ball for most of the possessions and he he's dribbling the ball more than everyone else, he still realizes that everyone's voice is still needs to be heard, and he knows that everyone's still uh, is smart in the room. So he he listens well. He's um, he does everything well, to be honest. He doesn't play for himself if the game's out of hand. There's just a lot of stuff that I can say about Reed. It, it, to be honest, I, I love playing with Reed. Reed is um, a refreshing change of pace, I'll say. I want to ask you also about Snubby. You know, we had May on the other week, and he's saying that he believes that Snubby could be a top five player in the entire league. Uh, how impressed have you been with him? Obviously, it's his first season in Orlando as well. What has he meant to this squad? I mean, it's unreal. I've known Snubby for years. I, I, I had no clue, um, you know, how good he was, I guess. Like, you, you can only get a feel for how good someone is based off just playing against them and occasionally playing with them, which I have done both. But being able to see it firsthand in person and how effortless it is for him to make some of the plays he makes, it, it's actually crazy impressive. So I, I kind of also echo the potential top five talent in the 2K League. I think when it comes to overall playing, he, you can kind of put him anywhere. He proved he could take a team to the playoffs as a point guard. He's a, maybe the best shooting guard in the league right now. I, he can play small forward as well. So just it's, as far as talents goes, there's, there's really not many better than Snubby. Now looking ahead to the Torn, a prize pool of $260,000 is at stake. Uh, the winner of the turn will earn nearly half of that amount. Uh, with the remainder being awarded to the second to eighth place teams. Uh, Magic Gaming's first round opponent will be Lakers Gaming. Uh, the action will start at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, July 14th. Each matchup will be a best of three series. As far as the Lakers, Jonah, you know, they've struggled this season. They're 3-13. and 13. Reese the God leads them in scoring with 22.3 points per game. Crazy the First overall pick in the 2021 NBA 2K League draft is their top rebounder. Uh, what are going to be the keys to advancing, and what are some things LA does do well that could present some challenges? Sure. I think um, <clears throat> the biggest thing at first is is trying to find out what lineup they're running. I think that uh, for the first time all year, it's we're, we're hearing rumors that Ohio is on the bench, um, and they're running new lineups, which – 
obviously to this point they you know obviously when, when you're losing you would think you'd be switching but to this point they haven't really so um, we don't have a ton of new gameplay on them and and that that kind of hurts us a little bit in, in preparation but I will say you know the, the Lakers team is what you think they are to a degree um, you know crazy's a great player he's probably their best player um, Reese to God is is pretty fantastic obviously the guy's a great scorer defending champion so no matter what role you put him in whether it's point guard or shooting guard I have no doubt he's going to produce and um, they do a good job of getting on transition and, and try to ha- cause some havoc on defense at times. They'll force some turnovers. I think C's is pretty good defensively. So they do have some um, assets on their team for sure that are talented. And, and we certainly can't go into that game, you know, thinking we're just going to beat the brakes off them. I, it, it cannot be that way to, to, you know, to beat that team. But, you know, I'll say that, um, you know, we'll, we'll see what they're really about. And again, we don't really know exactly what they'll look like with this new lineup. I think it's going to be a, quite the change for their team. And, you know, it may, they may be, playing better and more cohesively now than they have been in the past. I could definitely see that reality. Now, I know you guys are not looking too far ahead in your preparation, as you alluded to, but if you do happen to advance, uh, awaiting you will be Nets GC, of course, your former team, Jackson. Uh, You played against Brooklyn earlier in the season, but how cool is it, or maybe motivating is it, when you get to play against a former team? Yeah, to be, to be completely honest with you, uh, it is pretty motivating. It is a team that I want to beat. I felt like uh, – I feel like we're better than them. I felt like we shouldn't have split in the first series. I feel like we dug a hole in game one, um, and, and we probably did overlook them a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it, it's kind of a double win. If I could keep them out the money, if we can uh, knock them out in the round of 16, then, you know, we advance into the money rounds, and, and they wouldn't. So, to be completely honest with you, I am motivated. For the third straight year, the NBA 2K League will implement an archetype band concept for the turn. An archetype, for those unfamiliar, is a preset combination of attributes and skills. Uh, players can choose from five different archetypes per position. Uh, Jonah, do you, do you like this model for the tournament, and do you think it adds some more flavor to the competition? I, I for sure like the model. I think that um, archetype bands in general are really, it's a really cool idea. Um, I almost wouldn't be, you know, upset if they even took a step further and to try to do something even cooler, maybe like a positional ban. Like let's say for example, um, you know, we're banning Reezy can't play point guard anymore. Um, that, those kinds of things could be really cool too. And I know that they're, they're th- kicking around ideas like that, but um, obviously with the archetype bands, it just adds a lot of variety to the game and, and instead of seeing the same, you know, basically the same 10 archetypes uh, across every team, uh, now you're going to see at least 15, maybe 20 now, so across all positions. So it's it's obviously going to change the game a little bit, but I think the teams that will find the most success will, will end up playing similar strategies regardless of their archetypes. So they'll play similar to the way they do in the regular season despite the archetype changes, and, and those that are able to do so effectively will, will probably be the best in this tournament. Of course, uh, Major League Baseball just had their all-star game yesterday Uh, Jonah would it be a cool addition if the NBA 2k league added some kind of all-star festivities whether it be an all-star game or some other activities to sort of incorporate that mid-season classic feel I think we've talked about it before but it could be something that could be really interesting for future seasons if they were to consider it yeah, the, the league has definitely discussed this. I think the the timeline of, of everything this year was a little thrown off just due to the, the launch of PlayStation 5 and Next Gen uh, because obviously we had a desire to be on the most up-to-date console and with Sony and 
Um, and obviously so. So I think that that pushed everything back a bit. And they had initially planned an all-star game. But it looks like we'll be looking at next year for that. But they should be part of our, our annual festivities next year. So I'm really looking forward to seeing that for the first time. And, and um, you know, no spoilers here, obviously. But um, it, it should be pretty cool. We'll see what happens. What's a team or two around the league pots that you've been impressed by this season? Maybe some teams that have exceeded your expectations, maybe going in, you didn't think they'd be as good as they uh, turned out to be. Yeah, for me, uh, there's been a bunch of teams like that, to be completely honest with you. The entire Eastern Conference has been pretty impressive. I would say, uh, as far as Western Conference teams goes, the Pacers have shown that, you know, you, if you finally get a talented point guard, you you can turn the franchise around and you can rewrite the narratives that were written about you. And they drafted 632nd overall, and he's been – arguably the best point guard in the league He's in the MVP race. So that's, that's something that will definitely change the, the tone for a team. Another team I've been very impressed with is the Pistons. They, they've dealt with a lot. They've already had um, four replacement players. They were having troubles all across the board, and, and it keeps happening. But they, they keep fighting, and they, uh, they, they, they keep just coming back. And they're, they're still very much in the playoff hunt with everything that's happened. So that's been pretty impressive as well. You mentioned 630 before as an MVP candidate. Would he be your MVP right now, or do you have somebody else in that spot at the moment? Um, you know, it, it's tough because I'm incredibly biased. But to me, the MVP is, is to me, one of the guards in our room, either Reed or, or Snubby. I know they might not have the stats for it, but if, if everyone saw what, what I see on a daily basis, people would understand uh, how much they both bring to the team. But I, I would say for the public's view, based off stats and winning, I, I do think it has to be 630 right now. Just based on what you've seen, Jonah, the last couple weeks, who's a team coming out of the turn that you think can sneak up on the competition and maybe rise in the standings? Is there any team that you think has sort of upped their play style or simply been more effective recently where you could see them going on a little bit of a run? Yeah, for sure. I think that um, obviously, you know, being in the East and, and we're kind of in a, a, a decent position here in sixth place because – regardless of whether or not we get to fifth or not, we'll be the final team in the ticket automatically at six. So we're looking at some teams that are, that are hunting us down in the standings for sure. And, and first of all, I look at Genji um, who obviously had a rough start, but is ultimately incredibly talented. And we gave them two really tough games that they easily could have won those games. And um, obviously they're, they're the team I would say for sure. And if not them, maybe the Knicks as well, obviously they've come on here late and um, they're certainly not out of it at all. So I, I would say those two teams, the, the Knicks and, and Genji. Awesome. Well, I know you guys have a lot of preparing to do for the turn. So I really appreciate the time and all the insight uh, once again, Magic Gaming will be in action for their first round matchup against Lakers Gaming. The action begins at 6 p.m. on Wednesday, July 14th. Uh, definitely tune in for that on either Twitch or YouTube. And once again, we really appreciate your interest and continue to stay tuned uh, to all the upcoming coverage on the social media platforms, the team's website, and uh, as I mentioned before, the Twitch channel. So once again, we'll uh, catch you next time. And uh, thanks again.